0: Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode 246, and it is Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Burr. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are back once again in the Codex Prime Studios, aka my apartment. For the second week in a row, man. How how are you feeling, man?
1: I'm all right.
0: That's good. All right. <laughs> That's good. That's good.
1: I know you uh, excited uh, about uh,
0: Oh yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited, man, you know, to get back in the groove, you know, last week's last week's episode was a lot of fun, so thank you to everybody who left comments in the chat and you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, just just chilled with us for a bit. You know, this week we got some more uh, nerdy goodness and magic. Uh, You know how we do on this show. We'll talk a bit about Loki. uh, the the season The season one finale uh, wrapped up last Wednesday. We'll talk a bit about that. Um, Get a get a a little bit into some wrestling talks. It was a big wrestling weekend, especially for WWE.
1: It was a big wrestling week.
0: Mm, Wrestling week, yes. And uh, and some other goodness and magic. So while Carl's sharing the episode uh yeah before before we get started just want to actually uh um, begin uh we do begin with some really some sad news and we do want to pay our respects uh rest in peace uh to the man the legend the hip-hop legend himself biz Marquee, uh who passed away uh, f- uh last friday due to uh complications from type 2 diabetes he was 57 years old uh gone too soon too young um uh, a, a legend in in the hip-hop genre you know you know make the music with your mouth biz uh the vapors and of course my my favorite single of his as well as everybody's just a friend
1: then there's picking boogers
0: picking boogers oh yeah <laughs> um and of course you know biz Marquis, no stranger to comedy he always he, al- he, he also made several appearances in the final season of in living color uh most notably where he played wanda's uglier cousin <laughs> um have you guys ever seen a Butt hickey? Uh yeah, that that was a that was one of a random a random line there. Um you know uh Marquis, uh damn man, he you know, you know as as a as a you know, hip hop head, you know, he you know growing up when it comes to like beatboxing, you know, and uh, and just the golden era of hip hop, you know, Biz is just one of those names that you instantly think of.
1: And you smile.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, he was like the the the, the court jester of hip hop.
1: He, he, you know what he was, and one of my one of my favorite um, moments with Bismarcky was his cameo in Men in Black too. Oh, <laughs> like thought... it was to the point where I like memorized it.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I think I saw a, I saw a clip on YouTube like years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah. Yeah man, uh uh Biz Marquee, gone but will certainly never be forgotten. Uh he's one of the ancestors now. Uh but uh as a tribute to him, we will play Just a Friend. Um maybe on Spotify or something. Um and uh if you'll excuse me, Carl, if you could take the show, I'll be right back.
1: Okay, so I hope everybody's uh doing well. We're actually going to get into Loki, but since I done, you know, already shared the um Share the episode, I see Kyle Chapman. <laughs> yeah, beatboxing extraordinaire. Yeah, definitely, especially in that um, Men in Black uh, that Men in Black cameo. But um, I'm actually going to just go ahead and get into uh, some of the things that I've been up to. Um, it was a very busy uh, week in the world of professional wrestling with AEW's Fighter Fest, SmackDown, uh, Raw, Money in the Bank, Slammiversary, all with... Fans back and I loved every single moment, every single show delivered. Like Mm -hmm. Raw has been on a bad streak for quite some time now, but this was actually a Raw that I I enjoyed. It was very solid. You know, has its ups and downs. You know, the return of Oberg fulfilling his um, two match a year clause and. Mm -hmm. Jesus, why? (laughs) Like, okay, here's my feeling on that. I don't want to, you know, dive too much into wrestling because, you know, you can hear hear all the good wrestling talk. Shout out to our brothers at the uh, UWO podcast. Mm -hmm. But here's my thing about Goldberg. Yeah. We don't need to see Goldberg in 2021. We do not. Cameo appearances, you know, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But in matches... We don't need it. He's been exposed a long time ago, Mm -hmm. you know. And like I get it, you know, when he came back to you know wrestle Lesnar, he wanted to come back because his son never seen him wrestle. Yeah, that was cool. You know, him and Brock fight had you know the final match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. That was cool, and I was done. Yeah. Didn't need it. No, you know. We don't need it. I honestly feel like they only got Goldberg because they wanted to get Brock, but Brock still don't want to
0: smoke with Bobby Lashley. For whatever reason, or maybe they're not—he thinks they're not paying him enough.
1: Honestly, I think Brock's—I mean, um, Lashley's a better fighter. Oh really? No, I mean they're so neck and neck. But I mean, I, I guess maybe there's still a right time, right moment, and all that. But um, I mean, that's probably like oh, and of course you know the carrying cross uh, burial, uh-huh. which is a legend, which from what they're saying in the rumor mill, was actually Vince's big uh, punishment for NXT because they lost and the ratings were against AEW. Like, okay, you guys are a much more established brand and you lost to a startup company. So in, like, business hindsight, and they were talking about it on Busted Open this morning, like, business hindsight, you can see it and understand why, especially with the way that Bully Ray... um uh expressed it earlier today but yeah it was still it still just sucked i mean they completely just neutered carrion cross without you know not having scarlet in the entrance mm-hmm. and then it's just like it's like you said on our chat i'm like yeah he's kind of like just generic wrestler number six
0: yeah yeah like the presentation like really made him in an nxt and also like he you know was built i mean i'm not i'm not a big carrying cross fan uh but you know, as a top champion, you know, he was undefeated for a year and a half, right. on on NXT, and like he went through like NXT's best, like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, uh, he went through all of them, right? And then and uh, and then he loses in a, a roll-up pin on Raw to mm-hmm. a pa- physically past his prime Jeff Hardy in ninety seconds. In ninety seconds, and it makes it makes the entire. Not only does it make the whole entirety of NXT looked, looked cheap and Bush League but it devalues the championship as yeah. well as anybody who's held that belt
1: yeah remember remember, remember the last NXT champion who made his debut mm-hmm.
0: who's Kevin Owens yeah and, and he beat Cena clean yeah yeah
1: and he put he put him over but there was no AEW at the time you know they mm-hmm. they lost which yeah, you know which so, you know which sucks because I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. I want to see all companies like succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still it, it's reminding me back to the old territorial days. Except that you didn't have a, we have access to all of it. Yeah. You know, back then you didn't unless you you know got got good in with the uh, tape trading community. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it was just a, it was such a shame. Um, hopefully, you know, there's going to be some type of bounce back. Maybe some type of Sto- you know, story that can be booked. Mm. Um, I try to be optimistic, let it play out. But damn it, that was bad. Um, let me see uh, what else was good. Jeff Hardy coming out to his no more words. I I uh, popped for <laughs> that. Was, that that is such a good song.
0: It is, and I, I can imagine like all the kids back then, like in 08, who cheered for Hardy when that song. Like they're adults now, and they're listening to it like, oh my god, it brings me back to my childhood.
1: Yeah, there's a whole generation. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Money in the Bank was a very good show with the exception of, you know, Peacock, you know, messing up. And what was crazy because I had to play it on the iPad while I was driving, so I wasn't around any Wi-Fi. So I'm thinking it started messing up. So I'm thinking, all right, it's probably just my network. You know, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not connected to any Wi-Fi. Yeah.
0: Peacock
1: was trending number three. Yeah. On Twitter because it was messing up. Mm-hmm. Like, now I'm trying to say, like, okay. Oh, Keith Lee coming back was cool. Um, Him losing, I can understand. You're going against the top champ. You know, you're going against the champ. Mm. Coming out to a big pop in front of crowds in his hometown of Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Sutton and I mean, losing.
0: Oh, oh, he he's from Dallas. Yeah. And he lost.
1: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <out. laughs> But um <laughs> that was good though. <laughs> oh yeah. But um David I lost my train of thought. It's like I can understand it, you know, you gotta keep Lashley strong. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. especially with the Lashley and Roman match going that's gonna be coming up in in oh, yeah. Survivor series 'cause Paul Heyman and uh Paul Heyman and M V P were kinda going back and forth mm-hmm. on Instagram oh. and it was dope.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: Like, they was, like, sell... They was... They they sold me a ticket.
0: Mm. Okay. So,
1: uh, and it was something I was, like... I fantasy booked a long time ago. All I needed to do was, like, I saying All they got to do is just walk by each other. Give each other the... And keep walking.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Heyman and MVP just look at each other, smile, and keep walking. Yeah. Sold. Take my money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... What else we got? Nikki at Nikki Ash uh, cashing in. Great moment.
0: That Last was. Night. That was. You're like, um, like. S- oh, go ahead.
1: Well, well, I was going. Uh, I was moving on, but what did you, oh, you.
0: I was going to say like for Nikki Cross, like or Nikki Ash, like or Ash, as they keep saying. Like, yeah. I got to give her credit. Like, she came up with the idea for the character, and you know, I'm, even though I'm not entirely a fan of the gimmick, I mean it's. She was smart. It actually got her, you know, on more TV time and it got her over and it eventually got her a championship. Yeah. So props to her.
1: Yeah. You can. I mean, I'm still, I'm. it's still growing on me, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it's like, you know what? Let me just see. I'm, I I want to see this out. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see this out and we're gay and business wise, something for the kids. Yeah. She can sell, there's your toy. There's your action figure.
0: Well, you know, let's. I mean, granted, she's no Mighty Molly, but. Uh, she's not. But right? we'll we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where this goes. She got
1: the blessing from the hurricane, so she's good.
0: I know, but still, she ain't no Mighty Molly.
1: <laughs> Maybe, you know what? She ain't trying to be Mighty Molly. She's trying to be Nikki Ash. Right. And that's, I mean, so it's. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's not really fair to compare that. Um. Slammiversary was, I mean, I was in and out of it because I was watching it while I was at work. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it, I enjoyed it. That Ultimate X match was fire. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, Josh Alexander took that one home. Oh. Um, Especially that Super Canadian Destroyer. Oh, man. Yeah, that was like, mm. oh, shit. Like they're hanging, from, like Petey Williams is hanging, hanging from the X. Josh Alexander had Chris Bale, um on his shoulders and mm-hmm. just whoop,
0: boom Oof. that's a finishing move
1: yeah i will say um yeah it is i mm-hmm. will say that the the surprises were a bit underwhelming
0: yeah
1: i mean uh thunder rosa was uh diana perrazzo's um mystery opponent mm-hmm. um Mickey James also end up showing up to promote the uh, NWA uh, All Women's Pay Per View that's going to be coming up at the end of next month, yep. um, and she's the executive producer of it. Okay. Um, who else? It? Who else? It?
0: No way, Jose. <laughs> I heard about that.
1: I was like, you know, I mean, it was nothing to pop for, but I was like,
0: oh, that's cool. I heard he's calling himself just No Way.
1: No, they he, they said No Way, Jose. Oh, okay. Um. Hmm. Which I'm like, ooh, how are they getting away with that one? <laughs> um, there was no Chelsea Green showed up as uh, Matt Cardona's tag partner, but I'm like, eh, it's no surprise there. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. she's going with the I'm gonna be independent. I can show up wherever I want and still make a decent, still make decent money because she was on the Best of the World pay per view the week before, mm-hmm. and and of course at the end, your boy showed up.
0: Oh yeah, Switchblade Jay White.
1: Claw, but. <laughs> Hey, and then it just, damn, it just cut off.
0: Damn, just cut off. Yeah,
1: he just shows up in the ring. I'm like, oh shit, they got him. Hmm. I they like, damn, they got him. I mean, it, who else is there? Who else is left on the roster to go against Kenny?
0: Uh, from Impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Moose. Moose. Uh, he tried and failed. Um, Rich Swan. Like he lost the belt to him. Um, Sammy Callahan, I think they fought.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was the main event.
0: Yep, and yeah, now it's uh, now it's New Japan's turn. So, I'd say uh, yeah, if Jay White can go after that that championship and and dethr- dethrone Kenny at least for the Impact belt, I'm for it. I, mean, I don't think it's gonna happen, but they'll have they'll put they'll put together a hell of a match though.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, so yeah, it was cool. Fighter Fest was great. Um, yeah, it was just so much wrestling. It just really SmackDown was great. Like, what? it just felt good. Like, I really felt I was watching WWE again. Mm. And those arenas were sold out. Houston was on fire for SmackDown.
0: Oh, I heard. Yeah, I caught, I caught glimpses of SmackDown like the last half hour.
1: And, you know, Shinsuke's entrance with fans, mm. with Bugenhagen playing. I mm-hmm. refuse to call him Rick Boogs. <laughs> but yeah. with Bugenhagen playing and Pat McAfee, who's, you know what? Pat, Pat Pat McAfee's the man on commentary. He is. He's doing it. He's definitely doing his thing. Like it's to the point where like Michael Cole was on the show and he said, Listen, you you made me want to step my game up.
0: Wow. Man, so, that's something.
1: Like, him. I mean, wrestling wrestling is back and it just felt it felt good and it what a time to be a fan.
0: mm Oh, absolutely. Like wrestling like wrestling needs crowds. It does. Yeah. uh the the crowd the crowd is like 50 percent of the equation um and, and you know when they, who they, who they react to like it determines like who gets over who you perceive to be like the top players to follow um unless it's wwe in which they'll just pipe the noise in anyway and shove people down your throat but mm, <laughs> but yeah like it but yeah with the crowds back it does bring that ambiance that's been missing you know because the Thunderdome it, it can only do so much
1: right like it yeah. was co- it was cool but then it got boring yeah, oh, it yeah. got boring, and me and you understand. I try not to be so harsh because, you gotta, you try to make the best with what we could do, during this pandemic. Yeah. So I mean, I give, I you know, I give them, all the credit for just for, coming up with that concept to give us some type of, fan reaction.
0: hmm Oh know? yeah, absolutely.
1: But yeah, it just got it, it got old. Like you would see people in in like the screens and there are like some of them are like on their phones while like watching so mm-hmm. i didn't one regret is i didn't get a chance to like log on oh yeah, yeah <laughs> mondays i work and then fridays i'm usually out and about and stuff and doing my zoom unity thing so
0: Mhm. yeah oh and also we can't forget john cena came back
1: the matt the, the, riddle they going bro back and forth that was cool
0: yeah <laughs> the bro off
1: it, it, that yeah that's what you call it yeah yeah. It was cool. So I mean, I'm looking forward to, uh, to you know, what all companies are having. Because right now, it's just it's an amazing time to be a fan.
0: Yeah, it sure is. It's like, it's like take your pick. There's just so much of it out there. Yeah,
1: and a lot of it is good. This, you know, WWE is stepping up now. They're giving us what they, what they should have been doing.
0: Mm. Like, are they though? Are they? Listen, in terms of Mickey quality. Cr-
1: Nikki Cross got over. Look, the, the past few shows have been good.
0: Have the Raw?
1: Raw was I feel, I think Raw was pretty solid. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, don't, I don't know, but like yeah, Raw, Raw's been. Raw, Raw is like borderline unwatchable. Well, Actually, no, straight up unwatchable for I guess most weeks.
1: For the yeah, yeah, like during the you know during the pandemic, definitely. I mean, I I just I now that the fans are back, I'm ready to give it a chance.
0: All right. Yeah, but you know, let's let's not forget like uh, Vince McMahon. Like he may have a good, he may have a strong business sense still, but the old man ain't got it creatively no more. He hadn't had it for like since the days of CM Punk, and that's it. That was his last. That was his last good idea.
1: A lot of titty meat on the table. What's happening, B Rob? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel like an episode of Codex Prime is not complete unless you get a titty meat from B Rob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's going to be the new thing. New uh, so breasteses meat. On the table, is that it? <laughs> he does right.
1: it on UWO too, like you. Yeah, you got out the titty me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Vic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you've made a bold choice this past weekend.
0: A Bold choice, you, you said. You went home. Yes, I I returned home uh, after sixteen months since March the last time was March 2020 and because of the pandemic I I had to be exiled from home because of this pestilence called COVID-19 but as of this past Saturday uh July what was what was last Saturday Uh, I don't know my date yeah the 16th yeah I made my I Victor Omoyo, made my triumphant return to the movie theater <laughs> yes i returned to the movie theater i went to providence place mall um that's
1: where i saw black widow yep
0: really? and yep I, I i had my showcase subscribe app and i went to see i wanted to see something unique i wanted to see, i wanted to have a film that is unique enough to bring me back to the theater i didn't want to, i didn't want to settle for the default options, you know, like Fast 9 and Black Widow, which I have, you know, premium access. Um, I said, I wanted something that's unique. What's a film that would drive me to the theater that's not available on streaming platforms or on Blu-ray? And I saw Nicolas Cage's latest motion picture, and it's called Pig. Yes, I saw Pig. Starring Nicolas Cage. It is the uh, directorial debut of one uh, Michael Sarnoski. And uh, this film stars Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolfe uh, from Hereditary, and Adam Arkin. And uh, this is a film which uh, is Nicholas Cage plays a guy named Rob who lives in the woods. And he takes care of a pig. He's a, he's a truffle hunter. So he hunts for truffles and he sells them. Uh, uh to to this guy uh played by Alex Alex Wolf's character who you know comes by he drives by and he goes into the woods into the Nicholas Cage's cabin you know driving in his his yellow sports car he picks up like, these cartons these cartons full of truffles and he sells them and and in the meantime Nick, 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 uh, Nicolas Cage's character Rob he gets a few of the profits as well uh so the film uh Pig with Nicholas Cage, like I said, he plays a guy named Rob, and um, he goes on a quest because he in, in one night he's robbed by these un- unknown assailants. They go they raid his cabin and they take his prized truffle hunting pig, and so uh, that actually brings Rob out of the woods, um, out of his like ten year uh, uh, exile, and he decides to go on a quest to find out who stole his pig. And um, and you know I I when I when I when I saw the when I saw the uh, the poster and I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes I'm like hmm okay this 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 sounds this sounds very tantalizing okay I'm I'm very curious to see what this is about is this a revenge thriller where's where's this gonna go and Rotten Tomatoes like over ninety five reviews they rated it ninety eight percent so you know critics really loved it so I'm like okay all right you know what. I haven't seen a trailer, I haven't seen any footage of it. I just I just know the poster. I see the premise, I see the Rotten Tomatoes score. I'm going to go in and see what it's about. And let me tell you, man, I very much enjoyed this film. I it, believe it. It was uh it was it, it went in directions that I didn't expect, but I was glad it did. It's it's more of like a a, a thoughtful uh deep character study of this guy uh nicholas cage and and, and nicholas cage man like yo i know nicholas cage like he's he's one of the strangest actors alive and which like when he stars in a bad movie he'll he'll go all out and he'll give you like a bonkers nick cage performance but people forget that nicholas cage is a legitimately great dramatic actor like this is one of his roles where he, he's not showing out he's not going full-on meme me machine mode but he's more insular. He's more restrained. He's more of like a tightly wound coil, and you know he's just he just he's just like much more introspective. And so and so when you look at his character and how he progresses, and you, when you learn more about his character and why he does what he does, it's fascinating stuff. I'm like, oh, interesting! Wow, this is really creative.
1: So we got kind of like a, jo- not, um, Lord of War, Nicolas Cage.
0: Um, kind of, yeah, more of like a Lord of War, Nick Cage, like in that, in that, in that straight dramatic, uh, uh, st- uh st- style of performance instead of like the meme machine, you know, crazy wild Nick Cage, uh, not the bees. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it it was, it was really interesting. Um, Michael Sarnoski, this is a great, uh, it's a great script that he wrote. Um, I really enjoyed, um, um, uh, there was one scene in particular where he talks to a, a, a chef at, at this trendy restaurant and, and i won't give away any details but i was like wow this is okay this is really getting into the heart of this character and why he does what he does um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a fantastic film it's one of my favorite films of 2021 so far um nick this is one of uh, my, one of nicholas cage's best performances and this is a truly unique film like the less you know going in you you might you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised. So check it out. It's called Pig. It's in the it's only in theaters and for all of our local listeners in Rhode Island, it's only playing at the Providence Place uh, cinemas. So that's the only place where you can go see it. But do go see it um, if you want something that's more thoughtful and uh, you know unique.
1: It's really I'm like, you went to Providence Place.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. Because like it was it was the only theater that was playing it, and like when i i went I, I went to the earliest possible showing i went to like it was like eleven forty five and there was like only one other dude in the theater. It was just me and just one other dude i'm like as it should be
1: as, I mean, you were, you took that mask off didn't you? i did it, yeah like nobody's near you, so I'm just like, all right
0: you know what you <sighs> oh yeah, <laughs> and just to see like all the you know all the usual um you know, opening, uh, you know, videos and bumpers, like, you know, everyone can enjoy the show from Showcase Cinemas. I was like, I'm home. <laughs> I- I'm home.
1: I haven't seen you this. I haven't seen you grinning this much since friggin', <laughs> since you came home to Star Wars.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like, uh, um, Last Jedi, yeah. Because Rise of Skywalker was trash, but.
1: Well, I'm talking, like, when you came home to Mandalorian.
0: Oh, Manda- Oh, yes, Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah, man, that that show brought me back home to Star Wars, yeah, so, yeah, man, uh, I'm back in theaters, um, I'm, like I said, like, I'll be, I'll be looking for more unique uh, cinematic experiences, um, I, I mean, even though I could, I could watch them for free, but I can't muster enough interest to watch Fast 9, I just can't, I'll um, do it, eventually, and uh, A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, that can wait, as well, so,
1: John Krasinski's not in that one, right? Nah. But is he still directing?
0: i think so yeah oh, okay. yeah but uh but yeah man um i'm looking at the comments here uh, aaron ferguson says never mess with a man's pig that is true uh when nicholas cage is locked in and focused he is a great actor yep absolutely um uh, b rob's quoting a uh nick cage role from uh bangkok dangerous you don't have a's do you right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah that's so yeah that's uh that's what i did uh for that was was my main weekend thing um also being that it's july ah damn you already know what that means yep
1: it's your christmas
0: yep i went i went out and i bought more criterion collection films from barnes and noble yes do
1: you have any
0: like room oh i I make room I, i i make room i i have some space on the shelf I can just move some things around. But yes, uh the Criterion Collection sale, I went out and I bought more films to add to my collection. Uh beginning with Deep Cover, brand wow. yep, brand new to the collection, uh Lawrence Fishburne, um Jeff Goldblum, Bill Duke is directorial uh film. Great great neo-noir uh crime drama. Um this is this is a dope film. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Creep with me as I crawl through the hood. Maniac, <laughs> lunatic, call me Snoop Eastwood, kicking dust as I bust fuck peace and the motherfucking punk police. You already know my gives a fuck about a cop, so why in the fuck that you think that I would stop? Plot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. Deep cover. Uh. Dope film. Um. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, all right. I, 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 I'm a little, I'm a little derailed from the uh, uh, comment here. B Rob, B Rob just said Vic's gonna start up Wet Beard Wednesday. Wet Beard Wednesday. Hashtag WBW. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, you know, if I play my cards right. Anyway, um, yeah, one eight seven. Uh so yes, uh yes, classic soundtrack, uh 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 Aaron. So yeah, deep cover, great film, check it out. Um I like this cover. Oh yeah, it's dope. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, Jeff Goldblum, great stuff. Bill Duke, great director too, man.
1: Gregory Sierra, mm-hmm. Clarence Williams the third. Didn't he just die?
0: Yeah, Clarence Williams the third, yeah, he just passed away recently. Yeah. R. I. P. Uh Tales from the Hood, great act great character actor. Yep, so I got that. I also got uh the debut feature of Steven Soderbergh, uh, Sex Lies in Video Tape. Well, damn. Uh it's uh starring Andy McDowell, uh, uh Peter Gallagher and uh James Spader. Interesting premise. I haven't seen this yet, but um let me see. It's about uh it's about a housewife, uh played by Andy McDowell. Um he and she's feeling distant from her husband and uh, who's who's sleeping with her sister. So, you know, naturally that's why she would feel that distance, but uh she runs into she runs into an old friend of her husband's, uh, played by James Spader.
1: Robert California.
0: Um, yep. Yeah, who uh, who comes to town? And he has a he has a, and his, and James Spader's character has a unique obsession. Uh, he let me see. He videotapes women as they confess their deepest desires. Interesting. So I haven't seen this yet, but um, I do know that this is a directorial debut of Steven Soderbergh. Um, who directed such films as like the Oceans films, Oceans 11, 12, 13, Traffic, Erin Brockovich, uh, most recently, No Sudden Move, which I reviewed last week. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Logan Lucky, The Girlfriend Experience, The Informant, so many others. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to watching this film. I also got another film from Steven Soderbergh, King of the Hill. Not not the TV show, but uh, it's a 1993 film. Yep. Um, I will... Yep. You got it, King
1: of the Hill. You got to
0: do it. Yep. You know, uh, you know. Random thought. Like I saw something like uh, on Twitter, like on um, about King of the Hill, the show. It said that like Boomhauer, if he ex- if he existed in real life, he'd be one of those trap mumble rappers.
1: He kind of would be. No, no, yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's put it over yeah. a beat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got King of the Hill, another Soderbergh picture. I also got uh, 1984. Based on the uh, George Orwell uh, novel of the same name, Um, classic classic, uh, dystopian uh, feature starring the late great John Hurt. Uh, Cinematography by Roger Deakins. I also got a a, a classic noir film, Pick Up on South Street, directed by Samuel Fuller. Uh, Really cool film right here. Um, uh, I was glad glad that it's finally on Blu-ray. I also got Dead Man, uh, directed by Jim Jarmusch, starring Johnny Depp and Gary Farmer, Um, Jim Jarmusch, one of my favorite directors who directed Ghost Dog, um, as well as uh, The Dead Don't Die, Patterson, many others. Uh, Yeah, glad I got this in my collection here. Let me see, I also got uh, Amores Perros, the directorial debut of Alejandro Gonzalez in Yari 2, who directed such films as The Revenant, and uh, Birdman with Michael Keaton. Uh, Does that
1: mean like Love of a Dog or something?
0: yeah okay yeah um th- I, I know the the english title uh according to the director is uh, life's a bitch or loves a bitch loves a bitch yeah, yeah that's that's the english t- the translation of the title but uh Look. yeah yeah
1: yeah I,
0: I. yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and um i also got uh, a david lynch film um the elephant man yeah and now now this is uh, now contrary contrary to what you may think uh this is actually uh it's actually one of uh david lynch's most uh, straightforward films so it's not like it doesn't get to any of that weird surrealism that i know you love so much it's a straightforward biopic of um uh, john merrick based on the true story of uh john merrick who had this uh, severe uh facial deformity uh, anthony hopkins is also in the film as well uh a great film and I'm glad to see that I haven't seen this in many years, but I'm glad that it's finally made its way uh, to the collection.
1: Mm. i actually yeah. asked an interesting question. Yep. How many Criterion movies are in your collection?
0: Oh man, uh, if I had to count, I'd have to say like definitely maybe maybe between two and three hundred.
1: Okay, not not touching nowhere near my comic book collection. Yeah. Oh no, certainly not. It's.
0: Um, yeah. And also, uh, last but not least, an Andre Tarkovsky film, Mirror, uh, 1975. It's a surreal, surreal art house film. Um, visually stunning, just visually hypnotic. Um, yeah. Like, uh, many of, most of, several, most of this imagery you probably have seen referenced in other, other works. Uh, but yeah, like this, this really caught my eye. I, I actually had a chance to see this recently, and I was like, man. Man, I, I really want to see this again. So it's a two-disc Blu-ray set from the Criterion Collection, Andre Tarkovsky's Mirror. And so yeah, that uh, rounds off rounds out my picks, uh, uh, my last remaining picks for the Criterion Collection for this month. Uh, I you am. Still, you still got another week. I still got another week, but I am looking forward to uh, November, which is a second uh, Barnes and Noble Criterion oh, sale. There's gonna be there's gonna be some gems. Um, is gonna be some gems and speaking of gems um adam sandler's uh uh film uncut gems will be coming to the criterion collection in october uh uncut gems uh being one of adam sandler's best performances since my favorite film of his punch drunk love which is actually his, still his best movie um yeah so yeah criterion collection all day every day yes you can um hang your hat on any of these films so beautiful i love it yeah
1: 745 what b rob
0: Seven seventeen forty-five. 1745 what's that about what's the what's that reference i think that's
1: his i think that's his movie collection
0: oh uh, impressive okay yeah i probably have like if i had to count everything probably like 2000 maybe a little more than that oh okay damn all right i see you b rob i love it Fellow fellow physical movie collector. Physical movies forever. We love it. We love to see it. So yeah.
1: Yeah, he he definitely surpassed my comic collection. <laughs> I'm at twelve forty six. Damn. That's
0: money. Yeah, it's a lot.
1: Yeah, man. That
0: is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's still growing, huh?
1: Oh yeah. It's I am not stopping that anytime soon. But god damn it, I'm so glad I bought those hip hop covers when I did.
0: Mm. I bet they're I bet they're a pretty penny now.
1: Rock Coco's is selling the uh, T'Challa Black Album cover mm-hmm. for 80 bucks. That's
0: a lot. Yeah. And it's yeah. only going to appreciate in value, I bet. It is. It
1: is. Like, I was, I'm i just saying, like, even Lad just asked me, like, when I when I did that episode of Blurred Eye View with him, he was just like, yo, do you ever get those, like, appraised and all that? I'm like, I feel like I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, because it's. Hey.
0: Hey, ain't no stopping me now? <laughs> Ain't no stopping me No <laughs> Yeah, Same here B-Rob same here man And uh, also um, and Most interestingly We also have an email After many many months We finally get an email on the Codex Prime Podcast so you can email us At codexprimepodcast At gmail.com we would love to read uh, What you send us uh, Because I keep deleting all the spam uh, from our inbox.
1: I literally just re downloaded that. <laughs> like, it had to reinstall itself because I haven't used it in so long.
0: Yeah. But yeah, we got an email from our good friend of the show, uh, the supervillain himself, John Haponic. Um, and his, sub- his, his email subject is titled Black Widow, The Future of Cinema. Oh, Jesus. So he reads Hey, fellas, I have concluded. That the theater experience is no longer needed in my villainous cinematic life and watching movies with premier access like disney plus is the future viewing black widow at home was glorious and likely enhanced my experience and at the same time curbed my usual frustration and anger with comic book films looking back i had several horrible experiences at theaters talkers couples making out, people hopelessly shouting or cheering at the screen, and cell phone users answering calls, playing games, or texting. Like a book, I do not need to be surrounded in a community to enjoy it. So the same can be said for a theater with a new release. At home, I have a couch and cheaper food. Better yet, I can wear my pajamas. Uh, For Black Widow overall, it was a solid flick. I have mixed feelings on the timing of the release because the movie feels like it should have been made years ago. It gave much more depth to her character, which would have added to the drama with her death in Endgame. My review of Black Widow? Excellent. (gasps) Should I repeat that? Yes! My review of Black Widow? Excellent. One
1: more time for the Holy Ghost.
0: My review of Black Widow? Excellent. Yes. Uh, the first hour was incredible, and I loved the chase scene in Budapest. Uh, Budapest. Zero issues with Taskmaster. Sorry what you did there. <laughs> Zero issues with Taskmaster. Uh, Black Widow uh, was supposed to be centered around her, and I'm glad they did that. I also really liked the supporting cast. The original Codex Prime supervillain, John Haponic. P.S. Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Oh, it did for best makeup and hair styling. Uh PPS. I will get to watch The Suicide Squad at home which will enhance my experience and I suspect that this film will win another glorious Oscar even though David Ayer, Jared Leto, the greatest Joker of them all thanks to the Snyder Cut and Enchantress will be absent. You said her name <laughs> wrong. Enchantress. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that scene was awful. Uh, <laughs> uh, PPS, uh, just some fun questions for the reunited duo. Do you remember your worst movie-going experience, i.e. ruins by the audience? And would you choose home cinema over the theater experience on MCU and DCEU releases?
1: Okay. Um, The worst... Worst movie going experience ever mm. the one the one that i can think of was ruin, ruined by audiences mm. i went to go see the exorcism of emily rose uh huh not a bad movie but jesus christ the uh, like the, the crowd just couldn't shut the fuck up.
0: Oh, man. Like, it
1: was just like like fights almost broke out <laughs> for people just talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What was crazy about it was I ran into a friend of mine when I was going into the theater. Mm-hmm. And he was coming out. And he was like, yo, we just saw the, you know, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Actually, no. I saw him, like, afterwards. I was yeah. like, yeah, we just we just saw it. And I was like, yeah, I saw it before you did. Hmm. But I was like, yo, these people just really couldn't stop talking. Hmm. The same in my theater.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> Two separate times. <laughs> damn. <laughs> and people was just talking during the They eventually shut up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was like, damn. And then one person, some girl, yo, yo, would you mind shutting the fuck up? And the hmm. whole crowd applause. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, oh, this man. can't be fucking serious. But I mean, they eventually shut up and I got to enjoy the movie, but hmm. that's one. Yeah. Um
0: you wanna answer yours and go to the next one? Oh yeah. Um I'll say like think of like like the the worst uh uh theater experience I had, um like I remember watching uh the movie Her uh with um Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and there were these three older white women, they were like sitting like several rows ahead of me. And they just wouldn't stop talking for, like, the first, like, 30 minutes. And I think, like, they were, like, one of them, they were, like, weirded out by the movie. So they they were, like, loudly announcing that, oh, this is weird. I'm going to leave the theater. Like, they were amusing themselves. And And this Karen thought that she was so funny. And then this one guy sitting in front of us, will you shut the fuck up? and she was just and she was still laughing she was like <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> and she just walked she just walked out of the theater laughing hysterically the whole time like and i'm just look, I'm just looking at her like this like oh man like it, if if i was a certain type of dude there would have been hands thrown and then i would have been in prison but still i would have been arrested but you know what i was just like some people ain't got no home training like like you know it's just just loud just like just like i gotta say like you know people need to understand you know when you're when you're when you're at the movie theater you're not at home you gotta show have some consideration for those around you if a movies if a movie's not to your liking or if it's weirding you out don't make an announcement don't make a scene just get up and leave get your refund but don't make a show out of it you bitch anyway (laughs) But yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. Okay, now,
1: would you choose home cinema
0: over the
1: theater experience on MCU and DCU, releases? Mm. MCU, theater. Mm-hmm. I feel like MCU movies are... They're more experiences mm-hmm. than they are. And then not to mention, you know, I don't see them for a while. Mm-hmm. Until they come out on Blu-ray. Yeah. So then time to digest you know that I won't I, like I, you know give me some time to digest and then I look forward to it and then I'll you know watch him over again mm-hmm. DCEU yeah I'll stay I'll stay at home for that one
0: yeah of course you would
1: you damn right because there was no way in hell that I was gonna sit through a, a Snyder Cut for 8 hours in a movie theater
0: it was 4 hours <laughs> <laughs> it <felt like> eight. <laughs> hey listen you, you know the, the Snyder, Snyder Cut you know I would've seen it in theaters with the intermission I'd be like hey I get to chill in this like air conditioned theater you know I mean well I know that the seats will get uncomfortable after a while though. Yeah, but, hey,
1: yes they will Yeah, yes they will your legs falling asleep and stuff instead of like yeah. this is going to be a movie that's not going to be of great quality at least put your, you be able to put your feet up
0: yeah I said it yeah see I don't put my feet up in a theater I respect you got to respect the space man I don't want to put your dirty ass feet on the seat gotta... and somebody's just sitting there Come on, man.
1: That means you put your feet up when you
0: watch it, when you were watching Pig, wouldn't you? No, no, I would never put my feet up in the theater. No, yeah. I just—I I have my feet out like a little bit, and I just like just chill, just lean back, just lean back, and just take it in.
1: Surprising. well, you—I mean, well, the showcase in North Idaho—they got recliners, they got lazy boys. Oh yeah, they do. I, I can't do that.
0: You fall asleep?
1: Yeah, I get too. That's way too much comfort.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man but but yeah man um, for me uh, I would I would go to the theater to watch MCU and DC films um, you know like I think I think like like you say Carl. like, like with with those type of uh, films like there's like a real there's like a something there's something to be said about see, seeing that theatrical big screen experience Yeah, you know because it leaves more of an impression right Um, but 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 even so like I would I would say like I would say like like I, it, like I I would I would see both in the theater like MCU and DCEU, but I would always opt to go for the earliest possible screenings, so less people the better, you know.
1: Didn't bother me. I mean, I saw Endgame, and it was packed, but it was oh, yeah. open at night. Yeah, you know that. And even then, like for that one, people were cheering, but I wasn't mad. Yeah, like it just. Mm because of the experience Mm -hmm. you know the portal scene people were cheering and i was just like like grinning from ear to ear like that's like Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's just a testament of the movie where it's just like Mm. that that moment is an experience that you will never duplicate Mm -hmm. it's never really happened before and it will never happen again
0: it's true it's true and and also like I remember like just, even just like certain certain movies like there are certain like movies that can only happen moments right. that can only happen in the theater. Like I remember like when I watched uh, Spider Man back in two thousand two, like the first time like the the audience had so much fun where like it, like there was like one moment like you know you know like the first scene where Peter Parker and MJ they're having their backyard conversation and it's heartfelt. Yeah. Somebody loudly audibly farted in the theater <laughs> in that moment. We all cracked up. We all cracked up.
1: So yeah, sometimes it's just it, it is appropriate for that.
0: Yeah, and uh, and then of course like a uh, Black Panther the first time uh, I, I, I saw. Were you were you with me when we saw it, uh, or were you with uh, someone else? Wait, with, uh, no, with I him? saw.
1: Yeah, I only saw it once in the theater.
0: Okay, yeah, were we with Aris. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we were all there, and remember, remember when uh, I think it was like somebody in. Um, I must have been, like, one of Vilna's cousins or, or someone. Like, she was talking loud in the theater and then somebody in front of her was like, this is a movie. This is a movie. Shut the fuck up. And everybody started applauding. Remember that?
1: No, but I'm sure no. it probably had. <laughs>
0: oh, I I remember it very well. Because, like, it, I, I forgot. It, it, it may have been, like, one of Vilna's cousins or somebody, but, like, but like she was like she, there were like two moments where she was like loud loud being really loud in the theater like the the first time where Michael B Jordan takes his shirt off and but in the in the waterfall fight against the Chala and she's like mm, yes and like saying all this and then like there was a second scene where Um Um Okoye Um has a uh, Um Daniel Kaluuya's character like on his knees like she has yeah. a spear and then and then she's like and then like I guess Vilna's cousin was like was like loudly. Like was like shouting at the screen and then some woman in front of her turned around like this is a movie theater shut the fuck up everybody started applauding spontaneously i cracked up man i was like i don't know why i don't remember that yeah because it it was it was so brief but it was like i was like man moments like this you can only get in the theater right (laughs) oh man but I'm, I'm looking at the comments here. Uh, B-Rob says, a lot of people uh, don't know that movies come out on Wednesdays and Thursdays.
1: I, remember, I used to work at a movie theater. And the new releases, they mm. would come in like the day before they were supposed to come out.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: we would like purposely stay like, after the movie would close
0: mm-hmm. and watch the new releases. Nice. Yeah, That's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure you've seen some cool stuff.
1: I ain't gonna lie. I actually never did it because oh. like at, down in bottom, I was taking the bus everywhere and where oh. I was saying you know, the last bus was like probably a good 20 minutes, right, right after. Mm-hmm. And I was
0: like, oh, uh, yeah, I just, um. yeah. Mm. But yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Theater definitely go to the, to the theater for those films as well as like unique uh, cinemas. Like you got, like you got to support like the independent theaters, like Avon, Especially when they come up with some good stuff.
1: what was the one that closed?
0: A cable car. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. damn shame they closed too, Mike. I missed that theater. There's some good. There's some good stuff. Is Avon open again? Yep, Avon's open. Yep, they've been they've been showing a couple uh uh features.
1: Huh, okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm i I'm a I'm a hit up the Avon and uh, yeah, man. I think things are opening up slowly but surely, man. You know, before you know it, I'll. Uh, you know, hit the dating scene. Maybe take a nice lady to the theater.
1: Man, I can't wait for those stories.
0: I don't know, man. Well, like I said, like I said, you know, like I, I still got to think about what di- what dating site to to hitch my hat
1: on. I stay away from those. I'm done.
0: I, I mean, I mean, I, I know you're God. out, th- you're out, you're out the game, man. But for me, like I gotta, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta get back in it, man. You know, it's like, I, don't know. So it, it feels like work. That It feels like paying taxes in a way. It's like, oh, here we go. Let me go to the accountant. Let me bring all my W-2s and get this shit done. But really, Wet Beard Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> really, B-Love?
1: Yo, I propose that being said. You go out of date. I propose <laughs> that you talk about it on the show, and we call it the Wet Beard Chronicles. <laughs> I'm all for that.
0: I mean, listen. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna chronicle every single date on the podcast, you know, because you know, I don't, you know, you know. Before, well, I mean, I mean, it, it, it. it, Those were entertaining. It it depends. It depends on how 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 far south the the dates go. Like if it's (laughs) like, if it's like, oh man, this is uh, this is (laughs) (laughs) locking. listen man L- listen man uh but, but yeah, man, uh, yeah man, yeah, oh, yeah, talk about the bad ones oh yeah oh yeah i i, I had some stories about some bad ones, some some of which I shared in the show, um
1: I can't remember there, there was some, there were there was um in all that cheesecake factory,
0: oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> yo. <laughs> that yo that that cheesecake factory date from 2015 man that was awful just 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 awful like like how does one have that kind of awful standoffish personality how oh you got the audience intrigued <laughs> man a- anyway but yeah but yeah that's that that was that was back then i was a different different version of victor Omoyo at the time yeah, um, this
1: new version got an iPhone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, iPhone 12 and uh you know, um you know, you know, had 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 my fair share of fun experiences here and there, you know. Uh but you know, but you know, I I, I will I will say like 2021 Victor, if if he had a chance to revisit the the the, the episode 19 hypothetical, I would answer it <laughs> very very differently. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. cuz Cause, cause, hey, Listen, if I if 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 you if I had a chance if I had a choice between some some new new and 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 watching season three of the Mandalorian like three months in advance of anybody else before it hits Disney Plus Mando season three all day every day and twice on Sunday easy hypothetical easy you know why because I know what I'm missing trust me I know what I'm missing and quite frankly hey. Since 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 I've been there before, it's I could you can always have Star Wars. I mean, oh, I mean, listen,
1: really
0: listen, listen, man. Hey, I've 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 been there, done that, and I can say with certainty. Hey, Mando season three. Hey, if I, I, all I have to do is sign that sweet NDA non-disclosure agreement, watch it three months before anybody on before his his, his Disney Plus. I I feel like
1: oh, I really hope you're lying to me right now.
0: I'll keep that a mystery, Carl. But uh, I, think, I think we both know what my real answer is. And, you know, hey, M- Mando season three. Listen, Mando, B- Grogu, okay, uh, Ahsoka Tano, Luke Skywalker. Yo, Luke Skywalker's son. It's no, it's no contest, B. Yeah, it is. It ain't no contest. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's not. Home run. It's 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 such it's such an easy hypothetical, man.
1: No, yeah, it is an easy one. You just provided the wrong answer.
0: Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. I did not. Um. <laughs> so Aaron, so uh, AK's intrigued before we move on, um what happened at the Cheesecake Factory. Uh oh ba- basically just to, just to give you a summation, um I went on this um I went on this uh date. I, I, met, I met some woman on OK Cupid and um you know, and you know she you know I thought I thought we were cool. We had like a little like, a little banter, you know, back and forth. So we so we agreed to, you know, hit up the hit up the Cheesecake Factory. Now there were a couple of red flags beforehand. One She uh, this we were looking at another restaurant that she wanted to go to that was considerably more expensive, but they were closed. And so we were looking at other like local spots in the area and and, you know, either they were closed or like the hours were off. So like we we just weren't able to make it work. So we decided, okay, you know, it's going to be a quick date, you know. And we are just meeting for the first time. Why don't we just hit up the Cheesecake Factory? And she was like, "Well, I don't know. It's okay. I mean, I I, I like cheesecake, so it's good. What's whatever." So, so we so it was like we meet. It was like one evening, we we I waited for her, I waited for 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 this woman in front of the Cheesecake Factory. She arrives and she's totally rude, standoffish. She was like, "Hey, I'm like, hey, hey, you must be so and so. Yeah, let's go inside. Uh, uh, okay, Ooh. all right, all right. So, so I, so we sat down. We had, we had our, we ordered our, our, our food, and I was just, I was just trying to get to, I was just trying to get to know her, asking her some questions. I'm like, okay, I saw, I saw in your profile you mentioned that you know you're really into music. Okay, you're like, what, who are some of your favorite artists? Like, what, what are you listening to lately? And then she was like. Well, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a loaded question. And like, cause there's, there's just so many there's just so many artists out there and I really can't give you an answer. And I was like, and I was like, um, okay, well, okay. Okay. N- name three of your favorite artists, Th- three of your favorite singers, rappers, anybody. Well, you know, like I said, there's just so much. There's just so much good music out there, and like, I, I, I just can't narrow it down to three, and like, it's, it's a really, it's a really hard answer. And I was just like, oh, 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 okay, all right, um, okay, and 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 on and on this on and on it went. Like I, I kept asking her questions, and just she would just she just would not answer anything. She was just like so evasive, just so. Just like really standoffish. And then like towards the end, towards the end, like I wanted to be a a, a a gentleman. I was like, all right, all right, let me let me let me get the check. And then and then she was like, no, I'll pay for myself. I'm a modern woman. <laughs> and, and first of all, I'm like, I'm like, OK, fine. Because I'm like, I ain't going to pay for you after being being this motherfucking rude. I ain't, ain't going to pay for you. So she paid for her meal. I paid for my meal. And then, you know, like, then, you know, when we were walking out, I held the door open for her. You know, you know as you do, to be polite. She just walks past me like I wasn't there. Like I was a fucking bellhop. And then she goes. And then she goes. You know, I had a really nice. I really. I had a really nice time, Victor. Um. Hey, no, she didn't. <laughs> um. Hey, why don't you. Hey, why don't. Why don't you give me a call? Why don't you give me a call? Here's my number. I'm like. I'm like sure. And then off. And off she went. And as soon as she left, I texted you. Aris and Maurice, when we had the Codex Prime chat, uh, uh, group me chat. Oh, I still got it. And I said, "Man, this date was whack as fuck." I (laughs) talked about how rude she was, and you and you texted back a gif of uh, Ron Simmons going, "Damn." Damn. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what I and you know what I was uh, and you know I was I was thinking to myself I was like I was a little heated because like wait a minute, I I put up with this rude ass date and I didn't get no motherfucking cheesecake. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, fuck that. So I I marched right <laughs> I marched right back into the, cheese, the cheesecake factory. I ordered myself a cheesecake, went home. I ate that, and it was delicious. And 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 the cheesecake was the best part of that date. And I that love that story. That was the worst date I have ever been on. And and then she was like, and then she's like, and she had the, and, and it, another red another red flag. She was like, well, you know, I, I've been on OK Cupid for like you know about like ten years. And she, at the time, she was like in her late thirties. So I'm thinking. And you you said it. You were like, "Damn, ten years at that point, just go to church." <laughs>
1: I don't remember saying that, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I, think,
0: I remember you said that in the chat. I'm like, "You said it, man." So so yeah, like like you said, like you said, A.K. You know, gotta have gotta have the small victories, man. So because I can't
1: do date. I can't do dating sites anymore. After like the last yeah. girlfriend I had, I just. Which I met on OK Cupid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she freaking—it was more or less like like I never really wanted to be with she be with her, but she just kind of guilt sent me on guilt trips into everything. That's how she mm. got me. But God damn it, I was like, yep, <sighs> never
0: again. Hey man,
1: I haven't even thought about looking one up. Like I, I rather just, I rather just meet people in person
0: meets me too like i'd I'd rather meet people in person myself but you know like you know as as you know as we get older it's harder to meet new people you know especially like through mutual connections and whatnot um and sometimes you know you meet people through mutual connections and you know shit goes a little south but (laughs) but um this is great but uh you know, um but like I said, you know, I think I think dating sites, at least for me, are a necessary evil. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get back on that horse sometime. No, you don't. Just go I out mean, and meet people, well, that's it. Well I mean well easy for you to say Mr. Extrovert. Like like for me, like I can't just go up to some bar or or again. some club and be like have a drink in my hand going, Hey ladies, what's up, man? No, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> so you clearly
1: clearly What? Forgot Everything that me and Afton touch, I told you about some nice places. Took you to one the other day, de- a couple of weeks ago.
0: Well, okay, I I know I know nice places, right? But I can just go to the. I, well, I can, what was it? I can't just roll up to any of those nice places or restaurants by myself. Sit at the bar. Yeah, you can. Sit at the bar and be like, "Hmm, ooh, let me, who which 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 honey dip can I mac to?"
1: What? You don't need to do that. You don't even do all that. It's it's no listen
0: yes yes A K thank you the struggle is real for us introverts and 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 Got good it. point John come on Carl where is Vic supposed to go where am I supposed to go
1: Le Alley um oh Ten Rocks the district
0: mm-hmm. yeah I've been to all those places right. But I'm not going to roll up in there by myself because, like, you know, you know, more often than not, like, there's going to be like mad couples, if not all couples. I'm going to be the, like the lone wolf there. No, you're not. Who am I going to talk to? The bartender? Listen,
1: happy hour. <sighs> happy hour. First of all, you already saw what could happen when we go to happy hour. The bartenders are trying out of drinks. Mm-hmm. so you get, They're like, listen, we, I need you to be a guinea pig. And you get free drinks.
0: Yeah, but it's different. We were with a small group. It was me, you, and Afton at the time. We
1: still went there. Yeah, but here's the thing. That still happened. Yeah. It can always happen. And then all you got to do is just start small conversations. Hell, you know what? Go with Barnes & Noble.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You're in the Criterion um, section. Mm -hmm. As little as it is, (laughs) you see somebody somebody and just start. All you got to do is just, hey, that's a great movie. Oh, yeah? Da, 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 and then next thing you know, no, and yeah, that's right, B Rob. Happy hour is tight. Yeah, you gotta do some meet up groups. Listen,
0: I like meet up groups. Two words, lock and key. That's three words. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not doing that lock and key thing again, man. I mean, I like the concept, but like, you know, uh no, nah, I'm not doing that's
1: that. I said another great story.
0: Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, but. Yeah, man, like, you know, like, like, AK has a good idea, like, like, some of, the, like, meetup groups, um, like, online, like, that that's a good start, I could do something like that, but, like, nah, man, nah, yo, nah, yo, I, I, I'm not going out of my way to, like, talk to some random ass stranger, well, out, uh, out the blue, I'm not doing that
1: You're pretty much doing that online, and here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the disadvantage it, of it's,
0: it's, a, it's a little, it's a different online, because online you can actually, like, take your time
1: But here's the thing You, you're talking to, talking to a woman online, trying to impress her to get her to go out with you. Mm -hmm. Say she's one they're like, yo, you guys are really vibing. Then when you meet up in person, it feels like you have to do the the job twice because now you got to try to impress her to actually want to go on multiple dates with you and move forward. That's just putting in extra work. Nah,
0: I don't see it that way. Go somewhere and
1: just do it once.
0: Nah, I don't see it that way. I think that the the in person date is just a natural continuation of what you established online. Online is just like to spark a little curio- enough curiosity to just like meet up somewhere and just chat. Yeah, it's
1: still doing the extra work. Just mm. yeah. Nah, I,
0: I don't. I don't see it that way. It's a different difference of perception. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'll, that's that. You know, dating. Sounds great. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, d- dating. Dating is what it is. I mean. You know, at, at our at our age, you know, you, yeah, you know, we. It
1: is cesspool. Yeah.
0: It is cesspool. Not so much. I want to say. I want to say cesspool. Not so much that. Well, unless it's like plenty of fish, then. That's <laughs> but, just. Uh. But um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's just harder. <coughs> it's just it's just harder. Don't you know? just don't don't
1: do yourself a favor. And don't.
0: Um. Well, it's, it's there's a there's a bit of a delay on my end, so like, the right. comment might appear shortly. Okay. But yeah.
1: Let's get to the main course. Yeah, let's, let's 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 let's
0: talk about some other other stuff.
1: Loki, damn it!
0: Yes, yes, Loki. Let's talk about it.
1: You didn't like it, did you?
0: No, I I liked Loki. Uh, Loki, I, I I did enjoy Loki. Um, um, I was like, I know that the I know that the, the final episode of it was clearly a deep cut for like people, for like fans like yourself who are deep in Marvel lore and know who the characters are. Um so I know for me walking down, I'm like, this is one of those deep cuts. Okay. So I'm just I'm just I'm just listening to um the explanation by the character who we'll get into shortly. Um for me, I felt like um I felt like it was it was just like a prelude just to set up the multiverse arc, you know, like what we're we're gonna see in Doctor Strange. Um so for me it it just felt like more like a prologue instead of like a instead of a complete finale and the fact that we're getting a season 2 of the show it's like oh okay like like i um, like it, part of part of me part of part of what i like about about the previous marvel shows like WandaVision and and Captain, Captain and the Winter Soldier is that they're just sorry, one offs one story is just one offs but you know bringing back loki again for season 2 it's like come on man how much how much how much water can you wring from the towel and like tom hiddleston tom hiddleston's a really good actor i don't he tom Hiddleston's too good to be to be kept typecast as loki like he can do more interesting stuff i've seen him do more interesting stuff
1: i believe it i just think that first of all anybody who's in who's in the mcu is automatically typecast
0: nah
1: have you okay you see Mike Coulter. He's mm-hmm. done other stuff. You, you, he was in Girl's Trip, right? Yeah. A movie that you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. What did you see him as?
0: As that character.
1: You knew what the hell he
0: was doing. I didn't see him as Luke Cage.
1: I'm <laughs> so you, like, oh, damn. Luke Cage is in this. Christian, Robert Downey Jr. will forever be Iron Man. Even though he's, he left,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he, you're gonna be, still going to be like, listen, that's Iron Man.
0: Yeah. Chris Evans. His cat. Yeah, Chris Evans has done so, done done some interesting stuff too.
1: Yeah, like we pretty much we tend to forget Chris Evans was the Human Torch, which mm-hmm. I actually liked his performance as Human Torch. I think he kind of nailed the whole Johnny Storm character.
0: Yeah,
1: but it's just like yeah, I think I don't know, MCU characters, people in the MCU will be typecasted.
0: Yeah, but, but yeah, and that 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 is just like you know that and that and that, and that really. Sp- that's really reflective of like the Disney monoculture as well, so which I've which I've talked at length about. Yeah. But but yeah, like I said, like you know, we I don't think we need a season two of Loki, even though I do like the I do like the like the like the the settings and the universe that's set up like with the TVA, which, is, which I feel I think is very interesting. The characters are very interesting, like Gugu Mbatha Raw, Wumi Musaku's character. They're really they're intriguing. Um, Owen Wilson as Mobius.
1: I, that's one complete. I, I did not get one wow from Owen Wilson <laughs> not one wow
0: oh really wow hmm. how about that maybe we'll get it in season two yeah
1: but I didn't know I, somebody did point out you know how like the way they show the end credits with you know with their names and stuff mm-hmm. the way Owen Wilson's name <laughs> was written out mm. if you connected him it did say wow
0: oh <laughs> so I had
1: a good I had a good laugh at that
0: mm.
1: well I think it well I think it's fine because it's short mm yeah i don't th- i think that would it does help like it it's not like a long thirteen episode
0: yeah thirteen episode know. season, yeah, yeah like
1: i mean for the Marvel like for the Marvel Netflix, okay, the thirteen episode arc was cool for for that, yeah, you know, yeah. same with you know the other shows and all that
0: um, he didn't get his jet ski either.
1: no he did it,
0: yeah he didn't. <laughs>
1: But I'm really interested, like as an avid, you know, Marvel fan. I'm really interested to see how this goes, and especially the whole thing. Um, spoilers for everybody, mm. <laughs> like with the whole Kang the Conqueror.
0: Oh yeah, played by Jonathan Majors. Just,
1: that actually, that actually caught me off guard because I'm like, all right, we already knew it was already announced that he was gonna be in uh Quantumania. Mm-hmm. and then boom, he shows up. I'm like, oh
0: yeah he he calls himself he who remains
1: yeah they didn't reveal Kang the Conqueror yet
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it might be a different version of him because there's he's everywhere in the multiverse like he created the multiverse yeah
1: he's yeah he's a variant he's actually um for those who don't really know he they did hint at this in um in the show but he's a he's a he was a scientist from the 31st century who discovered the multiverse and he actually happens to be a descendant of Reed Richards. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, and he was also, like, a time traveler who's traveled back in time so many times. At one point, he traveled so many times that he actually returned as Dr. Doom, and he was confused with the real Dr. Doom of who was the real Dr. Doom. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, how they do this whole... um, I think it's just going to be I think it's going to be a whole multiverse war so he'll be a key factor but I don't think he's going to be like the big bad villain. He's not going to be the Thanos. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Like if he's not if King the Conqueror is not the big bad then I wonder who who that would leave.
1: And that's the, that's going to be that's the beauty part we don't know. Hmm we don't know. Marvel actually has this well thought out. Take notes, Warner Brothers.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I said it, John.
0: I mean, uh, if, uh, B-Rob says that uh, Jonathan Majors uh, got Lovecraft Country canceled for that Disney money. No, I mean, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country was based on one novel, so it was like a one-off. Um,
1: and I'm glad something like that ended. I love the way it ended.
0: Me too, yeah.
1: First of all, if you haven't seen Lovecraft Country, Please do. Oh yeah.
0: It's excellent.
1: Oh yeah. Anytime you get to see a racist get brutally murdered is <laughs> fucking amazing.
0: Oh, it makes me laugh.
1: The only thing that will make puts the only thing that puts more joy in my heart to racists,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they have mixed children. Mixed grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> just just puts up just, just warms my heart to see a racist have mixed grandchildren.
0: Oh yeah. Karma. And nature is healing. Yeah. Oh, oh, John, John has a good point. Good, good idea. Galactus.
1: It's, it's a possibility mm-hmm. because, like I said, that cut that connection to Reed Richards. That brings in the Fantastic Four. Galactus is a Fantastic Four villain.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can see him being uh, the potential big bad. He could be like from another multiverse dimension. The Eternals. The Eternals could be Galactus. Could be like instead of the Eater of Worlds, the Eater of Dimensions.
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, remember, the Eternals were created by the Celestials. Okay. Galactus is a Celestial.
0: Oh, mm. okay.
1: And they actually hinted at the Celestials in Guardians Two. You actually do see yeah, you actually do see the Celestials. So okay. Have you seen the Fear Street Tril- trilogy? I have not. I've been re- uh, that was something that was recommended to watch, so I'm gonna check that out
0: one of these days. Yep. Same. Same here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I plan on watching it soon.
1: But. I mean Loki. I definitely thoroughly enjoyed too, especially like there was like tons of Easter eggs. Now, one thing I did first of all, shout out to Dina for printing all this out. Mm. My Easter eggs are from Screen Rant. So, yep. One you can say, what did you think of Ravana Red Slayer's character?
0: Oh, played by uh, is that Gugu mbatha Ross character? Yeah, I thought I thought she was. Uh, I thought she was somewhat intriguing, like someone who's like. Who's very much uh, a, a true believer of the uh timekeeper's mission and um and i was i was i was pleasantly surprised to see that um once once loki makes the discovery that all of the tva agents including her are all variants just people captured uh, uh in their respective realities and their memories are wiped so they had lives before yeah. and so to see like another version of her as like a, a school principal it makes you it makes me wonder. Okay, just what was her life before she became this true believer? Yeah,
1: you get that. It brings out that curiosity. Like, what was what was Owen Wilson's life? Uh, Mobius's life?
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm willing to bet that like Owen Wilson and uh, Owen Wilson's character Mobius and Ravana, Renslayer. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to bet that they actually maybe they had a history together before they became. I believe it Asian. too
1: because they didn't mention something like you. They mentioned something about remembering. Some mm-hmm. you know, something about each other and then Galactus yes. is not a big ass cloud but... Holy. <laughs> oh, in Rise of Silver Surfer he, oh, I yeah. tried watching that just to put me to sleep and guess what? <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I bet. But one uh Ravana Rensley Easter egg was Rivana Renslayer and Alioth's comic book Origins hinted at the finale. So Rivana Renslayer was telling us where the series was headed from the get go, and the introduction of Alioth should have sealed the deal for the audience. After all, Rivana Renslayer is a longtime partner and sometimes romantic interest of Kang the Conqueror, and Alioth was a vast predator that tried to consume Kang's native timeline.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that, and that's making that's actually making me think what you just read. It's make, make me think of the final shot in Loki, the final episode, where you saw that big statue. Yeah. Of Kang the Conqueror.
1: First of all, whoever made that would like not like nailed it.
0: <coughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe in the version, maybe in the reality that Loki's in, where they don't recognize him, maybe maybe she's like a an agent of uh, Kang, maybe like her her his uh, right hand woman.
1: Also, there was one. It was an actor too that I know you. He played the old version of Loki.
0: Um, uh, saw that. Oh, uh Oh, uh, is it? Um, oh gosh, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant, yes. Classic Loki, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I know he's been in the game for like years. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, was some, what would you be? What would? What would be some films that you would recommend of his? Off the top.
0: Um, let me see. There's um, can you ever forgive me? With um. Melissa McCarthy.
1: Really, some that reason? Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a dramatic role for her. Yeah, she was she was really good in it too. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: Well, next Easter egg, I also have the recurring use of the word Nexus is actually significant. Mm-hmm. So Nexus seems to be a key word in the Marvel Television series. Considering that this was the only, this was also the name of the full drug featured in the commercial segment of Wandavision. Mm-hmm. The Nexus of Realities is, connect, is a connecting point to all things in Marvel Comics, and it is guarded by the elemental Man-Thing.
0: Mm. All
1: right, yeah. You know there was actually a Man-Thing TV movie?
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I remember the, it came out like 2005.
1: One of Kevin Feige's early works.
0: Man, he paid his dues then.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, he gave us this. Also, if you noticed... um. And just judging by the picture, I did read this one. Hmm. So if you notice that when he when um the the uh, I have, well he works for the uh, the TVA yeah, and he opens the drawer and there's just a shit ton of Infinity Stones there. Yep, you actually see the Sling Ring that all uh, that um Doctor Strange and uh, the Ancient One actually wears. Oh, okay. That was in that drawer. So I feel like the something even though it's like just like a slight. Like a slight little cameo of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be there's gonna be more to it. Mm. We all want to get your Nexus ambiance. <laughs> um, the Roxcar references the infamous uh, Roxxon Oil Company, which already had made its debut mm-hmm. in uh, Cloaking Dagger. But yeah, Roxcar itself is is a reference to Roxon, the nefarious Marvel Comics energy company that caused endless trouble for both the Earth and its heroes over the years. Yep uh prop notably roxon is responsible for the creation of for the future creation of deadlock and one of its recent ceos dario agar who transforms into minotaur who troubled both thor and the immortal hulk and also he was actually one of the uh he was actually the main villain in the um weapon h and hulk varines well not hulk varines i think it wasn't i haven't read it in Forever, mm-hmm. but definitely the Weapon H uh, comic series, which is actually pretty, is actually a pretty uh, cool series. I recommend it's all it's available on trade. Okay, nice. Um, this one was interesting. Time branches to touch on other significant MCU locations. Mm-hmm. So, particularly in the second episode, but also throughout the show, various MCU locations are referenced as being notable locations for branching timelines. This includes Vormir, the, soul, the location of the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. uh, the, the decimated homeworld of Thanos, uh, Titan, uh, Ego, the living planet, as introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. Xandar, which is the headquarters of the Nova Corps, Jonheim, home of the Frost Giants, Hala, the capital planet of the Kree Empire, Morag, the location of the Power Stone, and of course, Asgard.
0: Mm. Am I-, I horrible
1: Asgardian?
0: Asgard another
1: i always want to do that (laughs) then i'll just feel bad that i broke the cup and then i'll have to clean it and pay for it yeah (laughs) but um sylvie actually sylvie has her own strange marvel comic story and damn it it's too late to try to find it because i know it's going to be expensive Mm. but sylvie seems to be referencing several aspects of classic comics with her presence her frequent reference to enchantment Enchantress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And blonde hair seems to be nodding towards the classic uh Thorville Amora the Enchantress. Hmm. Damn it. <laughs> However, she is also a Loki, which seems to be referenced to the times that Loki has slipped into a more feminine form over the years. Loki is actually a uh gender fluid character. Mm-hmm. Another incarnation of Amara from the comics was a young woman named Sylvie Lushton who lived in Broxton, Oklahoma and became a superhero known as Enchantress after Loki bestowed magical powers upon her. At the time Asgard located on Earth in the plains near Broxton. Mm. But New knew Asgard is actually located in on Earth. Yep. Norway.
0: Yep. And
1: then Sylvie was playing with a Fenris wolf in her time. So the child, the child's, um Sylvie that viewers get to briefly see, which playing, which is playing with very specific toys. Among them is seems to be the mighty Valkyrie of, As- of Asgard. I didn't even know. Holy shit! Hmm. And there's also a giant wolf, likely the Fenris wolf. Young Sylvie could also could easily be reenacting the battle between Hela and the Valkyrie for her own amusement, hmm. which could possibly be causing it well no because she was on was she on Asgard when they did that
0: so so that means like she was
1: possibly predicting it
0: May could be or or maybe or maybe it's like a different reality that she was in possibly because yeah. there was
1: so many let me see okay here's an interesting one kid Los- loki classic loki and president loki's comic book inspirations Less of a Egg more of a on-the-face reference. There are several references to Loki, Laura at the time. To- at the time, Richard Grant dresses in the dressed in the more classic Loki attire. Actually, I think it's cool that they actually are bringing up the uh, classic attires in some of these shows, like they did it in yeah. Wandavision. Yep. And then now, uh, classic Loki. Oh yeah. Um, Jack Veal plays uh kid Loki, a reincarnation of Loki who. Be- who came into being after Loki's death at the hands of the century. Mm-hmm. and President Loki refers to about ba- to that baffling time that Loki ran for President of the United States in the comics. Can you imagine that?
0: What? President-, president Loki. Shit, better than the last president we had. Yeah, I, I won't get into we won't get into that. But uh, but uh, yeah, you know that that was that was another thing that I wish we got to see more of, like. Because we because we saw that one of the screenshots of Loki was like Loki who, with the Loki for president right uh, uh, button and we just saw him as like that one brief appearance when all the Lokis came to fight each other, um, but uh, but yeah I I was I, I was also amused by the alligator Loki yeah
1: <laughs> that's right you're right too there was um, for a brief moment he um, we did see classic
0: Luke Cage oh did we
1: and Luke Cage when they showed the backstory of how he got his powers and oh yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was wearing the clothes and he was like I look
0: stupid Yeah. <laughs>
1: they also did the um, they did that in Jessica Jones too when she was like trying out outfits she was like oh god mm-hmm. like god this was serious <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and then what a journey what a journey into mystery means in Thor mythology a fifth Loki in the fifth Loki episode journey into mystery mm-hmm. references the comic in which Thor as he currently exists first appeared journey into mystery 83's by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Larry Lieber, Stan Lee's brother, mm-hmm. published in 1962, Kid Loki actually had a stint leading into Journey into Mystery title in 2011 until he was replaced by the lead, placed as a lead by Lady Sif. Mm-hmm. Also, there was another one I did catch while I was uh, while I was watching the Thanos copter.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: So I thought that was actually pretty cool. So it kind of keeps still keeps everything you know close together so damn there's a lot of easter eggs i'll actually oh. post the uh article up uh. i usually try not to yeah
0: random uh. government conspiracies are referenced uh. oh. i'll say that there was there was there was one um there was one um moment in one of the things i think it was like the first episode of loki or second episode where where it turned out that uh loki was uh, at one point was db cooper the The guy who mis- the guy who mysteriously jumped out of the airplane and was never seen again.
1: Right.
0: After I think he like, after committing like a robbery of something, like the DB Cooper story is actually pretty interesting. Really? Yeah, real life. Like, I, I, like I read it on Wikipedia. I am like, huh? Like, they never found this guy again, so he, most likely he probably like died in sea and was never body never recovered. But name DB Cooper? Yeah, DB Cooper. He was a guy who like committed a robbery of some kind and then he jumped out of a, a of a seven forty seven like yeah
1: he kind of looks like you know, tom hiddleston in a way too
0: yeah oh, my God. that kind of made me think that like, there could be like like certain certain real life mysteries like there could be like like little episodes where loki just like plays or you could, or you could follow a version of loki that was like a a the, the the real figure behind any behind any of these like real life mysteries that were unsolved like like db cooper i think that'd be a little amusing
1: that would be cool I mean, it's like now with, you know, with the time, with the, um, the flow of time just branching out into Lord knows how many different branches, like it's,
0: mm. it,
1: it seems like the possibilities are endless.
0: Oh yeah. And, and who knows, like maybe, maybe the what if show series might play a, maybe, maybe it might play a more integral role in the larger MCU as a result.
1: That's gonna get me thinking. Oh, I'm so I'm so looking forward to that show.
0: Yeah, like maybe like maybe they'll focus on like other, other lesser known characters like that, like that space traveling dog that we saw in. Cos- God, it- oh,
1: Cosmo the space dog.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to see a Cosmo the space dog short or episode, just for the hell of it.
1: Yeah. Did you see? You know, there's a Loki is a Loki um, Simpsons crossover on I- Disney Plus.
0: Uh, I, 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 I didn't see it, but I, I did see the, the thumbnail.
1: It was kind of the... fun. I got a little laugh. I was like, oh, this is cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let me
1: check it out. It's only like six minutes long.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely you know view it. Yeah. Yeah. Loki hit
1: Hoffa. <laughs> you know what? That would be cool.
0: Yo. Like he made Jimmy Hoffa disappear, so uh, yeah, you know what? They can turn like they can make it like a mob movie. They can make it like The Irishman by Martin Scorsese because that yeah. that's what it was about. Jimmy Hoffa was like a huge character in that movie, right? So yeah, make it like a like a like a Loki version of a mobster film. Like
1: they can literally like with this. See now, like as we're getting creative,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the possibilities are endless. It's like they can touch on like a lot of the like a lot of the greatest conspiracies on earth mm-hmm. and Loki just had something to do with it. Yeah. Like the explosion at Roswell.
0: Mm-hmm. Roswell, um, who killed Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> That'd
1: be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. So, I mean, the possibility, I'm actually, I'm actually quite curious to see how this goes and you know? i see mm-hmm. how Kang, you know, how Kang plays out especially with you know with the quantum you know in quantum mania mm-hmm. and then like I said that tie into as you're talking to one Fantastic Four fan mm-hmm. I'm really looking to see how please Marvel get John
0: Krasinski I, I know I know a lot of fans want to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic
1: yeah I think Emily, Emily Blunt already like denied it but she probably could just could be lying
0: I mean well she did say that she doesn't like Marvel movies she just flat out said that, ew, I don't want to star in them. But, of course, that could be a red herring, too. Because how many actors did say, like, I don't know about that Marvel movies. And then it's like, you like this paycheck, don't you? I'll do ten of these sequels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, Natalie Pubman said she would not do one again.
0: She did. She's back. She's back. and she's, She
1: saw that Endgame money. She's like, damn.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, and I get to be Thor in my own movie? Okay. Let's go. Yep, Terrence Howard kicking himself in the ass.
1: Damn it, I'm man. main. He, hey, you know what?
0: With this multiverse, they can bring yes! him back. bring him back. Bam. Bring back Terrence Howard's uh, Jim Rhodes, damn it.
1: Have them face to face. Yes. Have, <laughs> have Don you turn off.
0: Oh, man. Have them face to face. What's going on, Wall Machine, man? <laughs> Look here, man. Yeah, that, that's, I, I, I used to wear that suit of armor, man. He actually never did. <laughs> oh, yeah, he said next time yeah you know what that could be that could be what it's about it was never next time you know give give terrence howard his next time put him in the suit of armor just just something man i mean
1: shit i mean shit they brought in peter they brought in evan peters they did souped our heads up when they just showed the back of his head and i'm like i'm like yo they're really bringing it back oh shit
0: yeah. But then it turned out he was just a guy. <laughs> yeah. But
1: it was like it was st- it's still it listen, it got the pop from us.
0: It did. It did. It worked. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know when when the when they bring back the X-Men proper, phew, oh, that's going to be a sight to see. Yeah.
1: We can honestly get like at least let me see. I'm sure this next, this multiverse will probably get about a good 5-6 years out of it. We can get 10 out of X-Men's.
0: You certainly could. Like um, like if with if you're doing a multiverse uh, crossover crossover with the next Spider-Man film, like with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, why not X-Men? Although, I'll, well, actually, no, I'll take that back because I, no. I I don't want to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine again. Like Logan, Logan was such a great it, it was swan a great song. Swan song, yeah. Like bringing him back would be a slap in the face to that movie. So it, it would, work. yeah. Um, Terrence Howard got. Did you pre- like the
1: um? The Deadpool and Korg video,
0: I didn't see it.
1: Oh yeah, it yeah. They were just review. They're doing a reaction to um, Ryan Reynolds' new movie.
0: Oh, uh, it's a like free guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like only Ryan Reynolds could do that. And then Taika Waititi, he's Taika Waititi.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But um, thoughts on Lo- like final thoughts on Loki.
0: Um, yeah, I as a show, I did enjoy it. Um, I will say, like, I, I I will say it's my third favorite um, MCU show. Um, although, like I said, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. But like, WandaVision is my favorite, and then Captain America and the Winter Soldier is my second. Loki is my third. Um, I am intru- I am curious to see what they'll do for season two. Uh, uh, if it'll take place like after like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse that's of Madness. I, that's
1: what I'm thinking too, because they did announce that Loki will be making an appearance. He will be in uh, Doctor Strange. Soon. Okay.
0: Yep. Well, so. um, I'm I'm curious to see. I'm glad to see Jonathan Majors is still doing his thing. He's a really good actor.
1: It was crazy. We saw him in a different persona, in a different light, because he was very serious in Lovecraft Country, but in a movie mm. like in a show like that, you kind of have to be serious, you know. Oh yeah. But like him just being a goofball is just like, mm. you know what? This is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I'm like, oh shit, Jonathan Majors. Okay. Yeah. It just shows that there's more to. It shows that he has more range.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so
1: Origins was better than Logan. Now you're just trolling.
0: Okay, okay, John, you're just being a troll. Listen. Logan Logan was the was the Wolverine movie we deserved as well as The Wolverine in 2013. Origins was bad. It had bad special effects. The way it treated Deadpool was was appalling. Um yeah, it it was it was no good. Thumbs down.
1: And I and I thought about this er, I thought about this earlier. Remember when we interviewed, when we randomly interviewed Paul Jenkins? Yeah. I felt so bad because he was such a nice guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And his work, the book is actually pretty, the comic is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his work was, that movie was based on his work. Yeah. It just got so butchered and it it just happened. It, could, it had to happen to such a nice guy and I just feel bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: just such a shame.
0: It is. Like Wolverine deserved a better origins movie than what we got.
1: He was so cool. We end up becoming Facebook friends and everything and all that. You talk to him, he replies back. You know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah. But yeah, you know. At at least, at least, you know, we got we had better Wolverine movies since then. Yeah. And and who knows? I'm curious to see like who would who who be the next Logan? Right. Yeah.
1: Right. I also want to see how the Eternals are gonna play out in this too.
0: Eternals looks really good. It
1: it does. Yeah. You know? And then they actually gonna explain well they they were supposed to stay in hide. They you know they stayed in hiding. Mm-hmm. So that's why they couldn't help out in the war against Thanos. Like I saw a meme and it was like that. Avengers Endgame, Eternals. It was it was um, it was the meme of the guy going.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, Eternals is gonna be cool. Oh, Shang Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. How is he
1: gonna fit in this? I don't know. But I'm... now that we know what the now that we know the direction that the MCU was going, and then with the movies that they announced, it's just you, the curiosity of how are these different characters are going to play out. Like listen, mm. Shang Chi is Marvel's Crouchy Tiger Hidden Dragon. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Now that we're actually getting the real Mandarin, you know, how are the Ten Rings gonna play play a part in this?
0: Yeah. I like the fact that the Ten Rings are actually the bracelets and not yeah. just like regular rings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty really cool. Different. Yeah.
1: So uh that's all I got. We got a Yeah. Did you get a retrospective?
0: Yes. Yeah, I got a Codex retrospective uh, for everybody. Get the greys. Let's get these greys going. (laughs) So we're going back memory lane. We got got, got some bits here. So this week's Codex retrospective, uh, we are going back first 35 years ago to July 18th, 1986, where James Cameron's Aliens was released in theaters. It was the sequel to Ridley Scott's 1979 film uh, starring Sigourney Weaver. Um, let's see uh, Aliens have you seen any of the Alien films a long time ago yeah like Aliens it still holds up it's widely regarded as one of the best sequels uh, ever made it's just as good as the first film um, Sigourney Weaver actually received an Oscar nomination for best actress really yeah which was very rare for a sci-fi uh, film um, the film uh, it is let me see it is considered one of the greatest action, sci-fi action films of the 80s of course uh, one of the best sequels ever made. Um, it also expanded the aliens lore by introducing the Colonial Marines right. and the Alien Queen. Um, it was also one of the highest-grossing movies of 1986 as well. Uh, it earned 183 million during its theatrical run.
1: I wonder how much that is in inflation.
0: See, <laughs> mm. 35 years. Well, I'd, I'd have to look it up on Box Office Mojo. Yeah. But yeah, Aliens like still holds up just as well as it did. Like, 35 years ago. Do you Great have film.
1: A, do you have the Alien uh, series?
0: Yep. Yep, I've got all the films, except the Aliens vs. Predator movies. Um, the first one was cool. I heard, I heard the first one was okay. I heard the, I heard the sequel was trash. I, I but had no interest. But, yeah. And that's
1: Mrs. and so yeah.
0: yeah, she's in the first one. Yeah. You know. just
1: can't go wrong with just...
0: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, oh, here's an here's an amusing one, and this one I wanted to talk a bit about. Uh, highlight: uh, Twenty five years ago, on July seventeenth, nineteen ninety six, Kazam was released <laughs> in theaters. Uh, Kazam, the movie starring Shaquille O'Neal as the five thousand year old genie. Um, the reason the reason why I, hi- I highlighted Kazam is because it's a great example of the Mandela effect, because you know kids in our generation. Like we swore up and down that we remembered a movie, a movie starring Sinbad as a genie, and we swore it was real, but it never existed. It was like a collective, collective. It was a no. It that a, had to be. No, it was a collective false memory. It's a perfect example of the Mandela effect. Uh, a Mandela effect is where like a it's a phenomenon where like scores of people remember a certain happening. Or a certain thing that that may have that they assumed happened in culture, but didn't. But it's like a collective false memory held by like thousands, if not millions, of people. And um and Kazam is a perfect example of that because um because the film cause, because like cause like I said here, many people were falsely rem- falsely remember Kazam as a film titled Shazam, starring Sinbad as a genie. Um, But but the reason but the reason for that, the reason for that uh, false memory, that Mandela effect was, as it turns out, in 1994, Sinbad hosted an afternoon of Sinbad, the sailor movies uh, on television, and he was dressed as a pirate introducing those old sinbad movies so and and that and at and that, around that time like i think a year later he there was a movie called the first kid where he played a bodyguard of like the first president's son yeah i remember that one. and um and in this explanation goes um a preview of kazam was reportedly played during some during some vhs recorded copies of sinbad's movie the first kid therefore People may have associated Sinbad with Shaq's Kazam character because they were so close. They were really so close together with Sinbad's TV special where he was introducing the Sinbad movies from, from decades past. People instantly conflated the two together, like Sha- Shaquille O'Neal's a genie character Kazam with this false Shazam by Sinbad. So as it turns out, it yeah, wasn't yeah, real.
1: Okay, okay. Um, I watched Kazam recently. Like, probably five months ago, five six months ago.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how great is it? Oh, Jesus! It's <laughs> that good? Yeah. yeah. Um. Listen, uh,
1: if if Suicide Squad can win an Oscar, <laughs> um, then damn it, this one has to, uh, uh, Not to mention. Shaq
0: rhymed his lines. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! Sha-
1: Shaq was a decent rapper. He was okay, and "Can't Stop the Rain" was a bat was a dope song.
0: It, it was. I'll give you that. Yeah, and uh, also Shaq Fu. Ooh. God, that game was awful. Um, uh, also a fun fact with Kazam. Um, the film was released on July seventeenth, nineteen eighty six, grossing nineteen million dollars on its twenty million dollar budget.
1: Oh, didn't even break even.
0: Nope, did not. So yeah, that was a uh, kazam for y'all. Um, let's see. Uh, next up here, 24 years ago on July 15th, 1997, Missy Elliott's debut album, Super Duper Fly. Can't okay, the rain. Yep. Beep mm-hmm. beep. Who got, got the, the keys, keys to, to the, the jeep? jeep? Vroom. Vroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that classic debut album, uh, Missy and Timbaland. Featuring such hits as The Rain, uh, Sakatumi, Hit Him with the He, Beat Me Nine Nine One One, Guest appearances included Busta Rhymes, Genuine Seven O Two, Magoo, Debrat, Brat, Little Kim, and the Late Aaliyah.
1: Yeah. The tra that, that trash bag suit. The trash bag suit I remember yes. the making of that, and it was like they went to a gas station
0: <laughs> just to fill it up. Nice. Oh, they filled it up with air and everything? Yeah. tope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Missy had some creative music she's videos. A, yeah,
1: she's a and then Sokka to Me, The video was based on uh, Mega Man.
0: Oh yeah! Wow! Damn! That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that was so yeah. Twenty four years ago. Uh, also, uh, twenty uh, yeah twenty years ago on July eighteenth, two thousand one. Jill Scott's debut album. Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds Volume 1 was released one of the one of the um most notable albums of the neo soul genre of the late 90s early 2000s had such hits as uh you know Love Rain The Way uh Getting in the Way um A Long Walk you know Jill Scott Jill Scott is a is a dope artist you know
1: Oh yeah she is she
0: yeah. is Yeah I, I I like Jill Scott's music you yeah. and and this year marks the 20th anniversary of her of her track really? Yep. Yeah. I remember like the that the video uh the way where she's just singing about her morning routine. 'Cause like she's so in love that like even just something as ordinary and banal as making grits is is uh, so cool. Yeah.
1: Was it, yeah. That yeah, the video took place in an art gallery.
0: Yeah, in an art gallery, yeah, and she was singing and everyone was looking at her all weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good good stuff. Um thirteen years ago on July 18th, 2008. One of the one of the greatest superhero films of all time, The Dark Knight. The first
1: Blu-ray I've ever bought.
0: Mm, yep, this is yep, and this is a first edition 2008 yeah released in theaters uh this uh one one of still one of in my my view still dc the best dc film ever ever made in my in my opinion
1: yeah we did we did a whole tournament it's settled
0: yeah it's settled um i mean even even though uh uh, john thinks john says batman begins and you can make a great case for batman begins but the dark knight Dark Knight dark knight is just incredible um it's uh let me see, where are my notes? Oh, here it is. Uh, this film, it was nominated for eight Oscars. It won two, including uh, Best Supporting Actor, posthumously, by the, the late great Heath Ledger, uh, g- by giving the most memorable live-action Joker, which will never be topped, Jared Leto. <laughs> um, let me see, it also won a uh, Best Sound Editing. Uh, this was the, uh, in 2008, it was the 12th highest grossing film of all time domestically, it made over five hundred and thirty-four million dollars in the states and over one billion dollars worldwide. Against a production budget of one hundred and eighty-five million, it was also the highest-grossing movie of two thousand eight, um, and also in, also in twenty twenty last year, uh, this film was selected for preservation in the in the U.S. National Film Registry by the Library of Congress.
1: Nice, nice. I mean, it did. There is a, you know, there is the that dark side to that movie. I mean, like, you know, the, you know, the death of Heath Ledger. And I think I remember he, he was hearing about one of the crew members uh, dying. Oh, yeah. during set.
0: Yeah. During one of the stunts. Yeah,
1: and then was it this one or the Dark Knight Returns was the movie theater shooting?
0: Oh, Rises. Yeah. Rises. Was sh- it was yeah. Rises. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, one of the one of, still one of the greatest uh, superhero films ever made, and I still maintain better than ninety percent of actually no ninety nine percent of Marvel, of the MCU's catalog. Still, nice. you Pepsi challenged this against any any film in the MCU. None of them holds a candle to this. Oh. Couple films come close, mm-hmm. but this is not. Is, this is still the top mm-hmm. in terms of writing, in terms of acting, in terms of pacing, everything. I put it
1: on par with Endgame. I put it right there with Endgame. Okay,
0: Endgame like
1: right there in nah, the dark night nah, right there like I, said, I actually remember seeing this on on yeah. imax yeah like it was just so cool has like you know certain scenes were just shot like in a portion of the screen and mm-hmm. then when they showed like gotham you know the yeah. gotham landscape and it just filled up the entire screen and all yeah
0: yeah that was dope yeah also, uh, too. Speaking of Christopher Nolan, uh, eleven years ago, on July sixteenth, twenty ten, we have Inception.
1: So yeah. I have that person Have that exact same Blu-ray.
0: Yep, Inception uh, made its release in theaters. Uh, one of the most original. Uh, sci-fi scripts i've seen uh christopher nolan uh, was nominated for original screenplay Uh, this film also won uh, a couple oscars for cinematography wally pfister and visual effects um this this movie um is a is a true mind bender of a a film and it's, it's definitely it's definitely one of the best films of the last decade as well and um interestingly this film hasn't been replicated uh, by other sci-fi films that came after it. Like, unlike the matrix where you had different knockoffs of the matrix come out. We haven't seen any knockoffs of inception, which is, which is very interesting. And it,
1: I mean, I've seen spoofs and, you know, I've seen some parodies and stuff. Uh, little Wayne six foot, seven foot out, uh, video was based on that movie.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I know American dad actually did a parody of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, this oh, Inception was also uh, it grossed over eight hundred and twenty-six million dollars worldwide. It became the fourth highest-grossing movie of twenty ten, against a production budget of one hundred and sixty million.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I actually remember like one trip to Nantucket Beach. We could not stop talking about this movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, like like layers like, upon That layers. was even
1: when you was just quiet, but then you go, "You two guys are talking about Inception."
0: hmm <laughs> Yeah, man. It, great filmmaking right there thoughts
1: on Tenet. haven't seen it
0: uh tenant tenant is very good it's a film that um it's definitely um one of the more complex uh screenplays of nolan's because like you have to like like it, like it, I, I, it, just take the advice of one of the characters early on in the film don't try to understand it feel it and that's the best approach to take because like but but like a lot of like the background elements of it is worth exploring um, nine years ago on July 20th, 2012, Christopher Nolan's third and final feature of the Dark Knight trilogy, the Dark Knight Rises made its, uh, made its release. Um, this film grossed over $1 billion worldwide. It was a second, second film in the Batman film series to earn $1 billion next to the Dark Knight. And in addition to being Christopher Nolan's highest grossing movie, um, as well as the third highest grossing film of 2012, and the seventh highest-grossing film of all time as well. Uh, Tom Hardy's Bane, incredible villain, incredible voice, um, great conclusion to the series as well. Do the voice, you know? Yes. Um, oh, yes. Go- Gotham, take control of your city.
1: <laughs> he is a false idol. He is corrupt. Anyway, that movie yeah. made Tom Hardy's career.
0: Yeah, it, it, well, Tom Hardy, he made some notable films back yeah. then, but this really shot like, his yeah. star power up. Yeah. Mm. And do you accept this man's resignation <laughs> of all the liars? Oh, such a great, great voice. I, I, I loved his version of Bane. Um, and also uh, a more recent uh, retrospective to wrap it up. One year ago, on July 17th, 2020, Ghost of Tsushima, released on the PS4. Oh, I can't wait for that
1: director's cut.
0: I know. That, that, it, it looks juicy, man. Why do I have to see it? <laughs> um, Ghost of Tsushima, as of March 2021, sold 6.5 million copies. Well deserved.
1: And I'm going to be right there for that director's cut. I just beat it again for the third time, and I beat it with a smile on my face each time.
0: hmm like, I want, I do want to replay it again. Like, once I get a PS5 and an OLED so I can replay it in, like, glorious, old, juicy, dripping, delicious OLED display, Ugh, just, you know.
1: Make it weird. Make it weird. Make it weird.
0: You know, it's just dripping all over your screen, and it's like, woof, I got myself hot just looking at this display. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about? I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um beat it up. Uh, yeah, man. Um oh, b Rob's asking um have you heard of the original voice they wanted to use for Bane? I didn't
1: That know. they wanted to use? No. I heard the I heard uh the actor whose voice that was uh based upon whose name I can't remember right now. Hmm. But um yeah, uh, an original voice that they wanted to use instead? No. No, I... that's that weird bitch. <laughs> Uh, He's probably not gonna let that wet beard (laughs)
0: thing. Listen, you brought
1: that upon yourself.
0: Listen, man. Like, like, listen, like, like I, like I said, like I know that was like we all had fun with that. You know, I certainly had fun telling we'll talk about it. But you know, but like I said, you know, with the pandemic, one one of the things that I really missed about the pandemic was physical intimacy, and COVID nineteen robbed me and a lot of people of physical intimacy. So, you know, you know. But now, not, but now that things are turning a corner, perhaps things will be different. We How shall We shall see. And, like I said, we're all in this together. Currently, 60% of the U.S. is fully vaccinated, which is good. Let's keep it up, people. At this point, you have no excuse to not be fully vaccinated. Get your shot. Think of your loved ones. Think of yourselves. Think of me so I can be out in the dating scene trying to get okay. some anyway anyway look 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 look, get that get the vaccine people just just get the vaccine get the vaccine you can do it i believe in you believe in yourself yeah all right all right (laughs) so uh so yeah that's uh that's pretty much our episode oh my gosh we are man okay no we were hitting almost hitting the two hour mark Uh so yeah, that's pretty much our episode. Uh Carl, any other final thoughts you can share with the good
1: people? You can find us on everywhere, you know, obviously on Facebook Live, you know, and we definitely appreciate appreciate you guys. Uh
0: vax that ass up. Did you see that video? I did. Oh my <laughs> god, man. Yes. Th- you know what? Thank you. Big props to Juvenile for vax that ass up. Yes. Yes, listen to Juvenile. If, if you don't listen to Victor O'Moyo, listen to Juvenile, okay? He, of, of one of the most ratchet anthems of the 90s, of 1999, of the 99 and 2000. Vax that ass up so you can back that ass up. Words to live by. Vax that ass up so you, so you can back that ass up. Torkin is better if you're vaccinated.
1: Why do? Why does the? This needs to be a meme.
0: Yeah, it should this be a needs, meme. This needs to be a meme. It it it, it should it should be a meme. Yes.
1: To be kids? Oh my god. But um, yeah, um, you can find us on Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter Codex Prime Cast. You can find me at Mister ten twenty seven. Everywhere, at Victor Amoyo. Yep. Everywhere. Well.
0: On Instagram and Twitter.
1: Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Where he's doing the film thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, also, you can uh, get our episodes on iTunes. Uh, please leave us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Spotify. Spotify. You name it, we're on it.
0: <laughs> oh, Yeah. Pretty much. We're pretty much everywhere. So uh d- do ch- do check out our episodes. You know, we're we're up every week. Um yeah, we got some more guests coming on down, down the pike, so when we have the out of state guests, that's when we'll do the zoom thing. Um uh, also uh we're gonna be uh guesting on another podcast, uh pretty soon too.
1: Yep. This week we're gonna be guests on the uh are we on Pandora? I don't know. I don't
0: know somebody somebody should look it up.
1: Yeah. But, um, IMDb.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're on IMDb.
1: Fuck it. I'll just me, I'll make my own damn profile. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know, forgot where we Yes, we're going to be uh, on, guests on the uh, Pop Stew podcast. Uh, that's going to be coming out this week, so. Yes. You know, we, it's always a fun time where we are, you know, when we're hanging out with the multiverse versions of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, it's uh so yeah, we'll, we're we're going to be uh we're going to be uh doing doing our thing. Uh we're going to have an inter- interesting topic too, so definitely tune in.
1: Yeah, definitely look out for that one and, Yeah. Um, yeah, and also crafty canto cuts. Make sure you hit her hit her up yep. for some t-shirts and other merchandise. Codex Prime, DJ Mr. Bird, UWO merchandise. Mhm. Get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, get it how you live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, we got some more, uh, some more shenanigans and whatnot. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. As always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Get that vaccine. Peace out, nerds.
1: Later.